White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Win Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill, and the show is at Locked On Sox on Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. Go there and subscribe and be like P. Han. Get a nice Locked On Sox prize pack of a t-shirt and a mug. 312-566-8727 to leave us a voice message or locked on socks at gmail.com. Chris, great night. How are you doing? Uh, doing well, Herb. Uh, Bill Walden's doing fine as well. The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade. Michigan Avenue on the Studge Turkle Bridge, Division Street. Let's go. And uh, speaking of Pete Hand, I uh, had a nice Twitter exchange with him today uh, in the DMs, and we were talking bobbleheads as grown men are one to do. And uh, he sent me, he's like, hey, man, I got a Tony La Russa bobblehead for you if you want it. I was like, thanks, but no thanks. I already <laughs> have that one. I don't need to. And then and, uh, he hit me with, uh, I bet you don't have this one, and it is a David Putty Seinfeld We're the Devils bobblehead. Uh, this is a very nice piece here uh, from Pete Hand's bobblehead collection. I didn't know it, not know such thing existed, but David Putty We're the Devils bobblehead. That's awesome. Um, speaking of awesome, Herb, mm-hmm. how about a 13 3 curb stomping of the Minnesota Twins after that nonsense that happened during that game yesterday and what transpired after, which we'll get to in a second here but you were in attendance i'm going to ask you all about the vibe in the building uh tonight and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it all we'll, we'll break down the game we'll talk about josh donaldson we'll talk about ozzy Gian, uh what yasmani grandal had to say after the game uh but here and now man socks win 13 to 3 over minnesota they're 47 and 32 and they go up four games on the tribe uh pending the uh results of this one as we're taping this here uh bottom seven Detroit is up seven to one so it looks like they have that one in the bag but we are brought to you today by our friends at Spotify Green Room download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our lockdown rooms all right let's try to go through this as quickly and efficiently as we can Josh Donaldson made some waves before the game yesterday when uh, asked, he was basically following up on what Lucas Giolito had to say in the post game, which you heard here on the show last night. Giolito basically calling him classless and, you know, saying that they were in last place and all that stuff, and uh, which I think all is is true. But Josh Donaldson had his uh, opportunity to retort today uh, when he met the assembled media for a good fifteen minutes, just talking about uh, the White Sox and spin rates and all this other stuff. And uh, here's what Josh Donaldson had to say about uh, Lucas Giolito's words last night and the encounter of post game in the parking lot. What I said, which I think kind of speaks more about the looming question that's going on anyhow, which is more about was he using sticky stuff before this all happened in the first place? If he, if he wasn't, then he probably wouldn't have cared about that comment. Right. Um, and so when you look at it, you say, all right, let's go look at his numbers. What do the numbers say, right? And what do we know about the sticky substance? 
what does it do? What does it help with? It helps with RPMs. It helps with spin rate. Well, guess what? Mr. Giolito, your fastball spin rate's down 200. Your curveball spin rate's down four, 500. Your slider's down 200. So look, if we're going to talk about class, are we going to, are we, what side are you going to choose? Are you, are you going to spit, uh, take the side of someone who's playing the game fair? Or are you going to take the side of somebody that was probably cheating before this happened? Josh, I don't need all the details, but I'm guessing it happened after the game last night. And who initiated the contact between you guys? Yeah, it happened after the game. I, uh, and I did. I, he was walking to the parking lot and I saw him and I went, uh, I went and made sure he, he heard what I had to say to his face. Josh, that chat in the lot you had last night, how would you characterize uh, I mean, it wasn't, he didn't have really much to say. You know, he, he said that he thought it was annoying. I said, so what? I'm on the opposing team. What do you care about me? I said, I'm in your face. I'm telling you what I, what I think. What do you got to say about that? And he didn't have any response. So there's a lot there. There was a lot more to it, but I wanted to boil it down to its essence where he calls Lucas Giolito a, treat, a cheater and then says he met him in the parking lot and Lucas Giolito had nothing to say. Um, your thoughts, Herb, after hearing that, that's a pretty bold statement to go out there and uh, and call a, a fellow competitor a cheater without any other evidence other than the spin rate. And some people could say the spin rate is all you would need in that scenario, but um, you know, he said he's got the book on everyone. He said he's got everyone on tape, but that was kind of bold calling Lucas Giolito a straight up cheater before the game. What'd you think of that? I mean, if the guy thinks he is and so be it, I don't mind him calling him out. And if he did confront him after and talk to him like a man and said, yeah, I think you're cheating. Hey, even more respect than what he did during the game today with the home run. That's the best revenge, but the White Sox got ultimate revenge on him by beating the hell out of his team and him had to sit there and watch it from the bench after the White Sox put up so many runs. So, yeah, I have no problem with Josh Donaldson did and what he said. Talk your stuff, man. If you think that's all that's uh, going on and then now you're getting success off these guys who you thought were cheating, I'll be the same way. I'll be feeling the same way. But then tell your teammates to get your back because you was the only one out there hitting. So, um, I have no problem with him, and I love that he hit a home run. I love yes. that he is a guy that does that type of thing. Remember last year when he hit that home run off of, I forgot who it was, Jimmy Cordero, and then he gets kicked out because him and the umpire have some beef. I love that too because he got kicked out of the game, <laughs> and that wouldn't be, it was our clinching game. So talk your stuff, man. Back it up, and that's what he does. Yeah, I, I have no problem with, with a lot of it. I, I guess I just, you know, my, my one minor issue with that is just uh, calling uh, calling Giolito a, a cheater. Like, you know, you're talking about uh, these guys' livelihoods here, and we, you know, we don't know it to be true. He would know better than, than us, but, I, you know, you know, it's just it's it's a real messy situation when you're talking about all this stuff, cheating and, and, and things like that. It's kind of just – I just – that was really off-putting just, you know, because he's got guys in his clubhouse that are doing the same thing. And you could look at the guy even who was opposite Giolito last night in uh, Kenta Maeda, who I, I believe his spin rate w was dropping as well. And that was one of his worst outings of the year. So when you when you betray confidence confidences like that and you have other guys in your own clubhouse who may be doing the same thing, I think as players, you're all – 
kind of in the same boat. And I know this is where it gets really messy here because he's been one of the top power hitters in this game for a, a while now, and he doesn't have a lot of the physical traits that someone like Mike Trout does. So he needs everything to be you know, on the up and up and even keel and things to be straightforward, like for him to be successful as, as most other guys in the league do. Not everyone's Mike Trout. So I respect where he's coming from, from that angle, just in, in regards of wanting to make sure that everything is on a level playing field as, as it can be. But of course, we all know baseball's bungled this so many different ways. And that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother show. I didn't really have much problem with, with all the other things that he said. He came with data to back it up. He, he had, he was quoting the, the RPMs and, you know, quoting his stats and all this other stuff, and he even got to uh, to Ozzie Guillen's uh, behind a little bit. We'll get to that in a second. But what was the vibe like in the ballpark after he hits that bomb? So he hits the bomb in the first inning to go up one nothing, and I thought it was it was really uh, refreshing because the Sox haven't had many villains to square up against in the past decade or so. Like I think you know, I, I can't I couldn't even tell you who the last one was. It Grant Balfour, Carlos Gomez. Like you know, there there are no real equivalents. Like we're seeing like a true rivalry take itself to the next level here with with this you take you have twins already then you have Donaldson who's the ultimate wrestling heel out there sticking his tongue out after that bomb what was the vibe like in the place after that first inning shot and then what was the vibe like later on in the game when Dylan Cease punched him out on, on a real nasty pitch well when he stepped up to the plate you could hear the lustful booze it was so loud Everybody knew who was coming to the plate, second up to the, to the dish, and everybody wanted him to fail. But you heard him shut up, shut up the crowd and run around the bases like a professional, I guess. not. I was expecting him to do something. I was expecting him to pump up the, the crowd and put his hand to his <laughs> ear and say, I can't hear you now because they got quiet. We got re- real quiet real quick. And then later on when even after every strike, like, the strike two pitch, loud roar. And then when he throws that filthy pitch where Donaldson just has that sword swing, yep. the place erupted. <laughs> it erupted like we had won the big game. He is enemy number one, and he should be. I like it. I like beating the Twins. I like the fact that we have a actual rival, and then people like don't come up to me and say, well, why do you hate the Twins, or why do you hate the Indians? Now you guys get to see. This is why I hate the Twins. This is why I hate the Indies. This is why I hate the Royals type of thing. They're not cute and cuddly. They're bums, and we hate them. <laughs> and now that we have a common enemy on on the White Sox side that we all detest, which is now Josh Donaldson, it's good. And to beat the hell out of them, man, it feels so good. And I saw Timmy. I don't know who hit the home run. Maybe the second home run by Yasmani Grandal. Tom, Timmy was motioning over to the twins dugout with a little finger thing like yeah keep on talking keep on talking (laughs) open that ass and i love to see that you love to see the trash talking going both ways and i'm sure josh Donaldson loves it yay you get to see that team that's in first place that you can't see 13 and a half games away from you get into a little scruffle uh this games are probably very important to josh Donaldson because this team's out of it and now he can get up and he can get his uh juices flowing for these games and get the teams going for uh, these games and feel like okay these games really matter even though we're way out of this some bitch yeah and that's sort of the 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 odd thing for me the frustrating thing is you know you have the game taken to a next level and you're 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 a desperate team and you're the minnesota twins and you have one of your team leaders at least far as as 
far as production goes, putting himself out there and backing it up, as you said. But then where's where's the rest of the team? Like, with it, like that's a dead ass team over there, man. Like, you know, I have even more respect for Josh Donaldson for coming out there and backing it up and putting his team in a position early to to claw back in this thing. But the Twins just look like I know they've got a mix of some young guys and you know. But they still have enough bats over there to, to to make this thing work, and they just look like they were they rolled over tonight. And that that's you know, the, if you ever need any more indication on on whose time it is in the AL Central, look no further, man. It's the Chicago White Sox with the statement game last night. It was it was rather uh, it was impressive by the way the White Sox did it, but it was pretty unimpressive by the way the Twins responded, in my opinion. Like that was kind of a trash effort. Uh, by the Minnesota Twins, but maybe Dylan Cease was just that good. We'll take a quick timeout, come back, and talk about the game that happened on the field. How about that? Next, here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Herb and I will be hosting the Locked on White Sox room soon. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation as you listen to us every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with us and may even have a chance to be featured on the Locked on White Sox podcast through our Green Room conversations. So go download the Green Room app now for free. Currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and sports. I can't wait to join you guys on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Lockdown White Sox squad is ready. Download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. You talk about being in a tough spot uh, as, a, as a young guy, you're still trying to navigate your way through professional baseball and Dylan Cease, and you're trying to follow up Lucas Giolito's outing the night before. Tensions are high, and what does he do? Dylan Cease, he comes out there and absolutely shoves. He goes six innings, three hits, two runs. They were earned. Issues three walks, punches out seven, and there was absolutely no difference uh, with, with the movement on his stuff than there has been in any other times where he's been really good all year. Um, Dylan Cease was, was awesome, awesome, awesome last night, and that's the best way to to keep this offense at bay in the Minnesota Twins and to keep Josh Donaldson a, a pretty much a non-factor, and he could have, make the story about himself, but they still have eight other guys in that lineup where you have to get out, and Dylan Cease did that by and large last night. Yeah, the man did the greatest job. Um, giving up, what, solo shots to Donaldson and Cruz? Otherwise, they couldn't see him. They could not see him at all. And this is not the this is not the Tigers. This is not the Pirates. This is a great hitting team, especially with the long ball. I think they're third or fourth or fifth in home runs in the major league. So it's tough. It's teams can still hit and they still have some boppers up there, as we saw with the two guys who hit home runs off of him. But for the most part, he was out there under control and a night where hitting was out there it was a nice warm humid night perfect night for hitting as you saw what the white Sox did out there with their bats a team who needed home runs and one of the worst teams in home run hitting was out there doing things so you know the atmosphere was out there for hitting home runs but dylan wasn't having anything of that and it's good to see a nice bounce back off of a i don't know it was a good start in pittsburgh but you know it's pittsburgh so 
the level of competition is not the same, even though the record is kind of similar with the Minnesota Twins. Like I said, offense is way different in Minnesota, and to shut them down for only two runs, God bless. The man is uh, turning the corner. I like it. I like his uh, first full year of pitching. He's looking really good. Not an all-star yet, but uh, you could see a guy that you don't want to give up in this trade deadline. I hear a lot of people talking about maybe Cease can be dealt if we get a big piece it has to be a huge piece because I could see this kid being a top of the rotation piece. Now I see the vision there. If he, all he needs is confidence and it looks like he's pitching with it right now. Yeah. That was a statement start for Dylan Cease there last night uh, against the twins. And really one of the more satisfying white Sox victories that I can recall in a long time, just because it was an ass whooping and, and it, the, the game was pretty much over very early on does not mean it was still not entertaining and, and, and fulfilling nonetheless. Um, you know, uh, offense really showed up tonight, as you said. You know, they get home runs from Goodwin. Uh, Andrew Vaughn hit one. Uh, Pito finally gets one. Uh, Grandal hits two, and we'll get to him in a second. And Gavin Sheets with his first big league home run. Uh, that that was really cool to see. What was the uh, the vibe like uh, in the ballpark? Just as the the home run barrage was was uh, well on its way. Like it ha- it was a different feeling, I guess, for Sox fans all year because we've been waiting for the home runs to come and they haven't, you know, uh, showed up. But last night they did. Yeah, a lot of wall scrapers, a lot of balls where you're well, I was sitting in 531. So the perspective is a little different. Maybe you're on the side. You knew they were gone. But the first ground dial one where it looked like Nick Gordon, the son of uh, Flash Gordon, brother of D Gordon Strange, almost caught that ball. And it just goes over the fence. And no one knew it was a home run until like Grundell's hitting second base. And finally, the umpire says it's a home run. Same thing with the Braves hit to right field. I thought it was just going to be a hard double wall scrapes right there Vaughn same thing so the atmosphere after home runs everybody's just anticipation and then when he finally gets over the wall especially with this team you're like wow they hit a home run it's so awesome and I think they hit six today so amazing job by them understanding the atmosphere was for hitting home runs and getting the ball up in the air versus Ober and Shoemaker and Alex Colomay who didn't actually give up any runs but ugh, five ERA what a great job by Rick Hahn for recognizing this guy is not good and we got all we can get out of this bye Alex well, he's actually settled down and, and putting himself uh, together a nice little season after the way he started. Like to, the fact that it's even at five at this point shows you that he's probably pitched pretty well over the past couple months or so. Um, but yeah, everyone gets on the board with a hit tonight, except for Billy Hamilton, who came in late as a defensive replacement. But you know, everyone gets a hit. You know, Tim with the hit, uh, Danny Mendick with the hit, Yoan with one, Abreu with one. It was the bomb. Grandal with the two home runs. Uh, Goodwin with the home run, as I said. Sheets with two hits. Um, Yermin was on base uh, uh, a couple times tonight, two walks, so he didn't get a hit, but he was on base, and that's an encouraging sign in itself, just him getting on via the walk. Uh, Andrew Vaughn with two hits with the bomb, and uh, Leury with the hit as well as the Sox pound out 12 hits. And just Yasmani Grandal, man. What what can we say about this guy? This guy deserves to be an all-star. And I, I, I certainly hope he'll be that there in Coors. He's certainly making himself uh, a, a last uh, second push here to, to get there. But Sox fans know how important he's been the past few weeks here, uh, you know, in terms of the, the home run production's gone up. And we, he's always gotten on base, but you look at the numbers and they're not always that impressive. But we know, Sox fans know 
how impressive he's been. And to see him uh, look like the guy that, that Rick Hahn signed to that contract a couple years back is really a nice feeling. And, and it, it finally it appears that he's going to get some help uh, you know, surrounding him in the lineup. And uh, it could not have come at a better time. But here is what Yasmani had to say after the game about the uh, offensive output that the Sox had last night. Obviously, we know that what we can do uh, in the offensive side, um, especially with the guys that are that are out now. Um, but you know, it, should, it shows that we can also do it with the guys that we have here. So um, you know, whoever comes in here and tries to take us lightly is, is up for for a rude awakening. That's right, a rude awakening. You'd love to hear that, man. I, I, I man, I, I really think this victory last night is gonna do a lot for the Sox going forward, and then getting the help from the Tigers there as well as they sweep the Indians, man. Like you know, sometimes you, you feel like this season can be doomed with all the injuries, but then things happen along the way. We're like, man. Uh, this thing is is not so bad after all, and and it seems like the Sox are playing a lot better baseball than they were uh, in the Houston series and into Pittsburgh. It seems like they're tightening some things up a little bit, and uh, maybe that's the, the worst stretch that'll that'll come all season long. But this is just a it's it's a beautiful feeling, man. And and tomorrow they get a chance to really step on their throats. We'll take a quick time out. Listen to your voicemails and preview tomorrow's show next here on Locked on White Sox. And this episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. And let me tell you, folks, I'm down 21 pounds now. Thank you to our friends at Built Bar. I don't think I could have done it without them eliminating those bad sugary snacks from my diet and replacing them with the nutritious, delicious Built Bars has been a godsend for me. I just ordered a new 18-pack of German chocolate. They went on sale this weekend, and uh, they may be gone by now, which is why you have to sign up for the email alerts and text alerts so you know when your favorite flavors come back like I did. German chocolate is probably my best flavor, I would say, and now I get to have some. And I even ordered a special cooler. It's a Built Bar cooler that they were offering last week with your purchase. Better head to BuiltBar.com now and see if they're still there. But I took some on the road with me to Pittsburgh, and they were kept nice and cool in their little Built Bar cooler. They give you these nice little freezer packs to go with it. It's really, really a great thing to have if you're going on the road this summer. Get yourself some Built Bars now. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use our promo code LOCKED15. That's going to get you 15% off your next order. That's what I did when I ordered my German chocolate Built Bars. And, you know, if you're looking to lose weight or maintain weight, they're just perfect. When you talk about Built Bars, you talk about how delicious they are, but also they're packed with protein. Your average Built Bar has about 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories with about 4 grams of sugar. Pretty good, right? And I'm telling you, they taste awesome. One of my favorite flavors became one of my favorite flavors was back in stock recently, the coconut. I ordered some of those. Herb's favorite flavor, the peanut butter brownie is a mainstay. Go to builtbar.com, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Bet Online. You know, baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action with our friends at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and even UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. And it's not just baseball you can bet on on a daily basis. Check out these cool prop bets you can place at Bet Online. 
I mentioned the competitive hot dog eating contest in 2021. That's coming up soon. You can place a bet on who's going to win that. Right now, the over-under on Joey Chestnut, the GOAT, is set at 73 and a half hot dogs. You can place a bet on that, over or under. How about this? You can place a bet on who is going to testify at the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Or how about which TV network is going to host the Golden Globes? Or better yet, how about which country is going to be the first to be attacked by aliens? That's right. I'm not kidding, folks. It's all there for you at BetOnline. Line. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the game as teams prep for their runs to the postseason and aliens. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget our promo code locked on. Carlos Rodon goes. It's a really good pitching matchup later today on the south side. Carlos Rodon and Jose Barrios are going uh, if, uh, on the south side. So that's going to be a good one. I'm a dumbass, and uh, I, I grabbed myself four tickets because I thought it was a night game, but it is not. It is a day game. We will have the breakdown for you there. But uh, any uh, lasting impressions uh, you know, from the, the vibe, the atmosphere? It was your first game as a season ticket holder this season. Overall, uh, you know, uh, vibes on what was going on there what'd you have uh you know food wise who'd you run into anything else any other takeaways you had well the food was good i think i had let's see a hot dog nice premium hot dog delicious mustard relish and then some fries um some delicious beer the one that you suggested i think that lemonade blueberry beer from sagatuck uh brewery covering company pretty good we no, had a couple that of those down that not me man not me no? i like the uh the goose island uh lemonade shandy okay that was a good one that's so you're close yeah that was the refreshing one i can't i don't know if i could rock with the blueberry no but i'm glad you enjoyed that no and then uh, uh rick camp went with me he was in the I studio saw and that. also in stadium <laughs> he had a nice uh raspberry drink uh, up at the uh, craft cave upstairs at 531 delicious drinks delicious food it just reminded me like the crowd was dispersed. It wasn't a lot of people there uh, in attendance. And I was like, you know what? This is the thing I hate the most, what people say when they say nature's healing. But this is what a White Sox game in late June looks like on in the middle of the week. Not a lot of people there, just diehards there. I don't see the listing of the attendance here on this box score. But I would say probably 20,000, enough space for everybody to do their thing not overcrowded and it rained really hard to start the game of course it started at 7 like 50 and so it would probably discourage people from buying walk-up tickets even though you know the White Sox are in first place but I think the atmosphere and everybody in there made the place seem like it was filled up not a lot of Twins fans there pretty much 85 to 95 percent of White Sox fans just going wild that they're back out at the ballpark Rick Camp's first game saw Rachel Staub and her husband and her uh, two kids there. Good to see them there. And a couple of people who came up, you know, not as much as Pittsburgh, which is weird. <laughs> uh, a couple of people came up and said, hey, like the podcast, like what you're doing. Been listening to you as until since I was a kid. I was like, whoo. <laughs> Friends. that's when you know you're old yikes um so i forgot we but that's have, good to hear though absolutely um on our way out here um we want to get to a mailbag tomorrow i think for our friday show uh so locked on socks at gmail.com locked on socks at gmail.com also voicemail 312-566-8727 that's 312-566-8727 we want to hear from you guys 
trade ideas, uh, questions about the team, personal questions for us. Let's end the week uh, with a fun mailbag. But we have a couple of voicemails I want to get to here that, that came pouring in. We've neglected the voicemailers over the past few days or so, and they've neglected us, to be honest with you. It was a little, they dried up for a couple of days during the losing streak, but, but they are back. Let's check in from the 623. Who is it here? Yeah, Frank Medicino over here. <laughs> uh, Paul's flying out of the park all over the place. Uh, five jacks. Uh, it's a bad day for Frank. <laughs> uh, I would say what I usually say, but uh, your podcast seems to be G-rated now. So fudge the home run. Okay? <laughs> Have a nice day. Hey, Frank, how you doing? Appreciate you. Fuck the home run. Yeah, Frank, you. Bad day for Frank when the balls go out of the yard. He doesn't like that. Um, all right, let's check in next with the 773. Well, all right. Hello there, guys. Uh, happier than your pod. By the way, yeah, happier, proud of you and your podcast. It's Josh Donaldson here. Okay, bringer of rain. Yeah, bringer of rain. Wow. Uh, I just want to set a few things straight. First of all, you got you got something to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how, uh, <laughs> Yeah, actually, I, I like that. I wear that shirt all all the time. Oh yeah, and uh, I, it says you got something to say. And I'm going to say this to you too, both Candy and Herb. You got something to say, Josh Donaldson? Okay, I was talking to my bench. All right, not classless. I was talking to my bench. That that Lucas Giolito prick guy. Yeah. I talked to him in the parking lot. Yeah. We heard, yeah. Yeah, he couldn't say a thing to me. You know what? I come from real solid genes, <laughs> like genetics. Like, look up my father, Levon. He's a, just, maybe you should Google him, actually, or me, and then you can see about how great my father, Levon's been. Anyway, Josh Donaldson here saying Locked On Sox podcast is full. Okay, I was talking on my bench. Ozzy Gian, suck it. Okay, all right there, Ozzy. All right. Okay, sure we got beat today. Yeah, see a home run today though. <laughs> yeah, high fastball, hit it out of the park. I'll be back. I'll be back. Uh, don't you dare, uh, you guys shouldn't dare trade Nelson Cruz to, uh, the Sox. Don't, please don't do that. Josh Donaldson signing off. Bring her around. <laughs> Push. There's the, that's the quiet storm. Uh, thank you, Josh Donaldson, uh, bringer of rain. Uh, and I do I do appreciate his attire. Uh, his very sassy uh, T-shirt he was wearing there in the pregame press conference. But uh, uh, let's uh, finish it off here with the 708. Hey, it's Joe from Champaign. In the name of the Brian Goodwins, Billy Hamiltons, and Gavin Sheets of the outfield, may we never see Adam Eaton again. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen, man. I hear that. You know, that was a funny moment that happened in the post game on NBC Sports Chicago. They're just, you know, recapping the night and talking about all the good things that are happening. It's like, yeah, Michael Kopech's back and this, this, and that. And, and Adam Eaton's getting close to being ready to go. <laughs> and Ozzy Kian is basically just like, for what? 
<laughs> like it was like Chuck threw that out there. Oh, Adam Eaton's almost ready, and it was just Chuck's guy. a big matzo ball hanging out there, <laughs> as Seinfeld would say. Uh, the the Luke the tepid response to the Adam Eaton returning. Uh, it was uh, it was not favorable, but uh, that's all I got. Very spirited edition of the voicemails as well. We'd love to hear from you guys. For Friday's mailbag, so hit us up now with any burning questions. And also, if you, uh, we'll recap tomorrow's game as well as in its own episode. Uh, so uh, let us know what's going on. That's all I got tonight, Herb. I'm a little tired after that. We don't I hear we, you. We don't need uh, our, you know, our rain delays in the middle of a week. We don't no. need that. It was well worth staying up for, no doubt. But yeah, I've, I've, I'm about spent. I can understand. <laughs> and uh, by the way, the Tigers sweep. The Cleveland Indians in a doubleheader today, oh, you, so you hate to see it. <laughs> White Sox up by four games right now. Let's yeah, go, let's go. Man. Um, so Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill, me Herb Lawrence Ecknerwall twenty three, and our show is at Locked On Sox. Chris gave you the number for a voicemail and for the email. It's Locked On Sox at Gmail for Chris Tannehill. My name is Herb Lawrence. We're in first place. We're kicking the <laughs> Twins' ass on Locked On Sox.